0: Alright. Hey guys, cool. So I'm here joined by uh, Zach Nagel. He works for I'm gonna let him tell you. Um, Zach, just give us a quick rundown of sort of what you do, um, what you do, who you are, and sort of where you come from, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, you no, know, thanks uh, for having me, man. Uh, of course, man. rundown of me, you know, pretty, pretty straightforward dude. Uh, I'm the running guy in my community. I'm a running coach, full time running coach. I work for True Form Running. Uh True Form Runner is the official name. We make the true form. Uh, runner treadmill non-motorized treadmill if you're familiar from that um, if you're a crossfit type person um, we were first uh, came to be in the 2015 games um, mm-hmm. the owner Jeff likes to say he brought running to crossfit or at least indoor running to crossfit um, and then that kind of sparks now you see uh, other companies out there like assault mainly assault in that space um, but uh, we have our non-motorized treadmill I'm the head trainer for that company
2: really cool yeah
1: <laughs> yep So, I mean, that's that's a really cool title. I love saying that. But, uh, you know, we have four people in the company. So it's a a mom-and-pop shop. You know, we have been around to, uh, you know, plenty of countries around the world, almost every state in the United States, um, you know, coaching and and preaching the good word of true form and running and healthy and proper running mechanics. Uh, But, you know, we're a four-person company, husband and wife, and then myself, and we have a sales guy. Um, And so I'm the trainer of the company, which I love. Um, uh, Been a runner probably only would classify myself as a runner for the last, like, five or six years. Mm -hmm. grew up playing uh, sports, uh, hockey and baseball main ones. Played baseball one year. Played football one year, I mean. Uh, I got cut from the baseball team one year. Did track, uh, but I was a thrower. So I was a bigger dude, actually, in high school. I was pushing, like, 270, 280. Um, Like a healthy, kind of, like, athletic football dude. Yeah. uh, Weight. And then after my playing days were done, hung up the skates, hung up the uh, the cleats for baseball. Kind of wanted to find something I could compete in. And my mindset is, like, like, I still play beer leagues, like men's leagues, hockey, and baseball. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to be out there with people who are dedicated to the craft, right? And so almost like professional athletes. I mean, are professional athletes. And for me, I found that through running half marathons and marathons. Because I mean, I, I, I'm a big dude. I'm, or even still, I'm 6'3", uh, yeah. sitting around like 215 now. I'm never going to win a marathon my life. Even if I yeah. cut down even more, like it's, it's just genetically, it's not going to happen. Yeah. But just be able to be out there with uh, professional athletes and guys and girls who are, you know, breaking records. Uh, uh, you know, that's kind of exciting to me and to chase that. So that's kind of how I got into running. Did personal training in various gyms and actually kind of got started with the boot camp thing and then moved into strength. Um, have a degree, degree in business uh, and then kind of fell into the, the personal training stuff. But afterwards, you know few places here and there i found myself a true form three years ago and, and been a running coach uh and dedicated to that craft ever since
0: yeah man that's awesome um so i was gonna ask about your transition into running but like you kind of went over that already um yeah. when, like so i know like so when i first started working out like i was really big into running right um yeah. i didn't like this was before i was a strength and conditioning coach or anything like that i was just looking to lose some weight and i kept driving by the park and i was like well skinny people are running so maybe i should run because i'm weight i'm very overweight um like what are some, like what are some, uh, what are some issues that you see with people when they are trying to transition into running? Because I yeah. always, I always tell people, I'm like, I'm, I'm like, running is accessible because you can put on your shoes and go outside, but you still need to learn how to do it because it's still a physical activity that demands something of your body. Like you still need to know how to run. Right. So like, what are some, what are some things that you see people that like, you kind of wish people knew or would get more info about before they just like honestly,
1: chasing it? Yeah. I mean, you mentioned it, honestly, just the simple fact that running is a skill uh, and there is a technique and, and a nuance to it that you should, you know, dedicate some time to learning it with it. You know, I always tell people the two bare minimum things you got to do is, is go to a shoe store, get a proper shoe, um, mm-hmm. a running shoe, uh, make sure you're not using, you know, the nanos or, or any shoe that you might use in the gym. Uh, yeah. dedicated for lifting for running um, so i shouldn't be, run, should
0: be running in vans
1: definitely uh <laughs> vans no uh, which is funny because uh i mean i wear them all the time sprinting here and there but yeah you know if you're going to do any sort of dedicated running if you're going to follow a, a sprinting program or you're going to follow a definitely yeah. obviously a distance running program yeah. don't run in vans yeah. uh get your, get your foot properly fitted um and then also uh you know get a gait assessment most of the time those thing, two things come together um, just because yeah. you can clear up any uh, you know inconsistencies in your gait and, and kind of save you you know not kind of but definitely save you weeks, months, years worth of injury. Um, I mean, you mentioned it like I was the same way. Like I said, it was, I was a bigger dude leaving high school and when I finished uh, sports in college and you know put on my shoes and I can just run right because it's it's pretty you know, glycolytic in terms of like you're just going to burn a lot of energy and yeah. if, or if you just put one foot in front of the other, whether you're running a 15-minute mile pace or a 7-minute mile pace. You're still going to be moving. You're going to be moving forward, uh, and you lose weight. And uh, if you kind of look at it like, uh, unless you like did a dedicated running sport like cross country or, or track, like you're never taught how to run either, right? Like elementary school, you did the mile test. That was probably the first time someone told you you had to run. Yep. After that, you had high school, and you ran because your coach uh, made you run suicides or, or laps around the field for you know some uh, you know Pavlos you know some conditioning type thing. Yeah. Uh, but then after that, it's it, for most people it becomes a, a weight loss thing, or, or just like an entry into fitness. And uh, you know, me and you, and, and, and I'm sure plenty of your listeners kind of see this. How now there's a sport of fitness that developed in the last ten years, you know, with the barbell. So it'd be interesting to see what happens twenty years from that. But w- with runners, like there's a group of people who run for a sport, group of people who run for conditioning, group of people who run for weight loss. Yeah. Uh, but they're all doing the same task, right? And, and everybody will benefit from you know, proper mechanics, um, dialing it back, you know, that, you know, just because you have the engine, like, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of group, uh, fitness CrossFit, uh, or someone following just a dedicated program has the engine and even the mindset to push through for three miles. Yeah. And running mechanics probably are, are just good enough to barely make it a mile. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and so you don't want any junk miles. Um, you know, and the name of the game for anything is, is not to hurt yourself.
0: Yeah. Right. Like that, like that longevity will always bring about more progress than, Than one day of getting an orphan buzz because you did something you didn't think you could do um what are some because you mentioned like you mentioned uh you were talking about like or you mentioned like people running for endurance people running for conditioning people running for sport people running just to lose weight like what are some like major differences you see within those realms right like because you see the same thing kind of in lifting and like you can identify sort of differences between how their training will go and i guess like yeah, what are some differences that you see there? Because I know we were going to get into sprinting versus distance, so we can just sort of use that.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, in terms of just kind of like the, the psychological effect of it is, you know, an athlete is, is dedicated dedicated to the craft. And whether you're an athlete, you're competing at a high level, at the high school collegiate level or professional level, or maybe you're doing like a master's event or like myself, just doing a, your local 5K half marathon marathon. Like if you're going to dedicate yourself to, to even if you're not becoming you know, first or top 10, top five, you know, you're dedicating yourself to, to set yourself a personal record. And that's kind of like the beauty of running, whether it's sprinting or, um, you know, distance running when you get older is you can push yourself and, and kind of win the event uh, without actually winning the event. Um, yeah. It's really kind of like a fun thing to do, um, exciting. And uh, I mean, anyone who's been kind of like on a journey of fitness, whether it's a barbell or not, like the, the putting the actual work and just seeing the progress along the way is just as exciting as the actual event. Um, So the differences there is there's really not much The differences just come, come down to the actual form and mechanics of things and kind of how you attack everything leading up until that event or, or, you know, your actual workouts. Um, so, you know, I think most, uh, you know, definitely a professional level, but most high level, even if you're just a weekend warrior, uh, distance runner or master's level athlete, uh, sprinting, uh, you kind of know when to turn it on and turn it off, and you know when to put in the work and when not to. Once to recover, how important recovery is, uh, whether it's recovery in terms of rest volumes—like you're not going out there just trying to like trash yourself with sprints, mm. um, or you're, you're not going to go out there and just run 10 miles because you know the night before you had pizza or something like that. You know, if you're distance yeah. runner, trying to make up for any calories, things like that. Mm. Um, you know, there's the proper you know, volume, uh, sets, reps, recovery in between sets. Um, and the experience becomes so much better when you kind of have a plan in place and you're attacking it like you're attacking, you know, a sport. You know, if you're playing baseball or basketball or, or something like that, you know, you have, you have a practice, right? You're gonna take ground balls if you're playing baseball for 20 minutes, or whatever, or you know, foul shots if you're a basketball player. You know, same thing with running. You know, long distance runners are common problem. with those guys is they just go out and run, right? It's just yeah. Every day of the week, it, it might be change. It might be okay. I'm do 20 minutes today, 60 minutes today, or I'm gonna do. Uh, 10 miles today of, you know, 13, 14, whatever, plus if you're a long distance runner, but you know, you got to take the time to practice those follow shots, right? You got to take the time to do tempo runs. You got to take the time to do intervals or, and maybe yep. you're a type of runner who, you, if you're a half marathoner, you know, first five miles are great. And then five through seven suck. And then somehow you finish the race. Well, you got to figure out a way to, you know, fix that five through seven. And you can do that, you know, uh, by doing intervals halfway through your, you know, long distance run. Um, sprinting as well. Maybe it's uh, a stop and start type thing. Yeah. Um, you, know, or, you know, we got to work on the starting. So we got to work on change of direction if you're a field sport athlete. Um, so you got to take those times to, to work on the little, you know, the crafts, the nuances, like I said, those follow shot, the ground balls, or, or taking batting practice, you know, uh, you know, I'm a sport guy, so I like to use, uh, sport analogies, but, you know, yeah, just changing like up that mindset.
0: Yeah, man. Like, and I know like, especially cause you had like starting, it's funny cause like starting a sprint is where I'm the slowest. Yeah, I am. I'm am sure. always I'm always the last one. And I'm not like a, I'm not an incredibly slow person. I'm not. I don't think I'd call myself fast, but like I'm always the last one off the line. I might be the first yeah. or second to finish the sprint, but I'm always the last one off the line. Um, yeah. So I know that like that starting speed has been a huge like focus for training for me, especially. And I, and I, I remember because uh, I've coached I've coached and have had the privilege to know a lot of like uh, a lot a lot of distance runners, strangely enough, yeah. because my niche would be strength. But a lot of people, I know a lot of people that run like adventure races, like 50 to 100 mile adventure races and like trail runs and and stuff like that. And they're like, they're like, and they get frustrated. They're like, how can I get better? And I'm like, and they talk to me and they kind of, they come back to the same thing that like you've been discussing. And that like, that like, I always talk about is like, hey, you're not strong enough to maintain your mechanics. I was like, I was like, I think, I think you need a bar in your back once a week, at least. And I was like, I think you need to, I think you need to slow down and practice your sport. Don't train for your sport. Just practice your sport a little bit more um and it always tends to improve right and it's and it's interesting because then there are people that like i work with that are just looking to lose weight and they kind of want to run and i'm like cool then i would say practice like practice like let's learn the skill practice the skill as we're moving and then just let the progress come like let the progress come as it does right i feel like when you're competing I've always described it as like, you have a timeline and you know what the timeline is and you have to push the envelope to be ready by a certain point. If you're just looking for general health and losing some weight, we have as much time as you are alive, right? (laughs) Like we have, we have all all the time in the world. Um, And then we have like, we have a, we have like, we have a teen athlete program going on here now. Like it's just strictly strength and conditioning based. And We've been running sprints like we've been running sprints every week just like we do i program them for like all my online clients and stuff like that like and it's just it's amazing it's amazing what it does for people it's amazing like the difference you oh, see yeah. in it and just like especially if you can get people to practice which i think what we've, what we've yep. been talking about so far oh, yeah. just, if you can that's, just that's practice the skill you see so much more marked improvement so
1: much faster right oh yeah 100 oh, yeah, percent. i mean that's you know people have been a little bit deconditioned to this, uh, especially if you've been like a strength athlete for a while. Is when you go into a class and you're only doing 80% or 70% of your one rep max of, of certain lifts and working in certain steps, like that's a practice, right? Like you're yeah. not going in every single day hitting a one rep max or coming anywhere close to that, right? And you to take the same mindset into running. Maybe, you know, you could put a distance at it, you know, five miles is your one rep max, or maybe, you know, eight minute miles or one rep max. Well, we're not gonna be working at that every single day. Yeah, uh, You know, you got to practice it, practice, 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 and, and running can be a little tough because you're not moving the same weight and volume and, and kind of having like a pump feeling, uh, you know, comparing it to lifting. Uh, yeah. So it's a little bit harder to kind of feel that process, but uh, yeah, practice is, is probably the key thing right there.
0: Yeah, I remember uh, there, was a, um, there was a 50K uh, like two years ago, I think um yep. and i was and i was like i was just doing some of the training with some uh members just because i i had the time i wanted to do something a little bit different it was it was nice out i was like sure i'll run with you um and i got yeah. to talking to one guy who was this like he he ran cross country in college and like he was just he was really good at it but i remember you we'd been talking he's a small dude but i was like what like how far will you run before you go run this race like what's the furthest distance and a 50k is what how far is 50k it's 30 miles
1: 30 miles. Yeah. Yeah.
0: 30 miles. I think he said, I think this, he said the furthest he would run in a practice was like may, like not even 15.
1: Yeah. That or crazy. Like that. Yeah, Ultra like, Marathons <laughs> is, is a really unique world. Uh, funny enough, true form of sponsoring event. Um, yeah. Two guys are running on the true form and two guys are running Western States. Western States is, if you don't know, is a big race out in, uh, it's in California. I want to say Tahoe, but I'm probably wrong. Um, uh it's a hundred mile race and so yeah. two guys are running on just the true form. Two guys are actually doing the race and they're, I mean, I know the guys who are going to do the outdoor version will be winning that event, but essentially just kind of seeing the metrics and that. So it's kind of cool, yeah. but the, the really unique cool. thing that, yeah. So the unique thing with ultra marathons and ultra marathons is anything over uh, the 26.2 is you actually walk most of the event, right? Yeah. Like some of the elite guys who do 50 Ks, you know, that 30 miles will probably run, whole time i have a few friends who are pretty elite and, and win some of these mm-hmm. events but like any especially anything over that 30 mile the, the 100 mile race uh you're walking most of the time and uh, yeah. it's actually funny because you go to these events go run whatever 10 miles walk you're in there but then there's a part of the event uh the mm-hmm. race where you're actually just stopping and eating so guys will have like a full meal eat like a sandwich or like the classic music yeah. like oreos and sugar stuff because yeah. you're burning it but uh yeah i mean uh the sport of fitness you know outside of barbell. Uh, stuff has has grown so much and it's cool to see and it actually brings more people running like mm-hmm. you said these ultra marathons are getting really so much popular spartan race is blowing up I and mean, the spartan race just bought tough mudder uh recently which is another popular race so I mean, yeah. that world is growing uh we work with a company called high rocks which is uh, a german company but they um getting pretty big over here where you run a mile and then you do an event run a mile do an event type in, uh yeah. which is crazy um but all that comes down to right like practice, or practice the running practice the technique, um, are unique. And, you know, you brought it up a little bit before with runners is runners are so afraid to lift. And then even on the opposite side of that, lifters who want to run, lift so much that it's hurting the running, right? Yeah. You've got to find a balance between both of those because um, running is a condition in terms of like aerobic capacity. If you're doing uh, distance or anaerobic, if you're doing, uh, you know, the short, short sprints, but it's also conditioning of how well you can maintain each position of the sprint or, yeah. or distance running your, your posture running throughout the whole, whole race. And a lot of that can be done through, you know, barbell or, or traditional strength training. So everybody needs it. You just got to find the balance between what yeah. your role is.
0: And that's, and that's interesting. Cause have that like I said, like, I don't know many like running sort of specific coaches or like that you, that have running as their niche. Like, how do you have, yeah. when you have like, when you have like an athlete come to you, like, how do you, how do you sell them or like get that buy in? How do you convince them that like, Hey, if I put a bar in your back and like we put some mass on your legs or I get you stronger, like this time not spent running isn't wasted. Right. Cause that's yeah. what I run into a lot. People are like, if I'm going to run, I have to run. And I'm like, no, like, cause it's like, that's like me saying like, if I, if I want a better squat, I have to be squatting all the time. It's like, no, yeah. I could be deadlifting. I could be RDLing, I could be doing, like I could do anaerobic work on the bike. I've always found that like that assault bike helps my squat go up. Like the, those, lat, those lat tests, like dragging sleds, like doing carries. Yeah. Like that. I was like, there's so many other things you can do to benefit like this one factor and facet of your fitness. Like how do you get that sort of buy-in in that?
1: Yeah, I mean a lot of it. I, uh, I mean there's most statistics there's a, whatever the statistic of most statistics are wrong, but yeah. I, the, the, the statistic of 70% of runners will get hurt every single year, every single training season. Right. And yeah. so that's my buy-in with them is let's not get hurt. Right. Yeah, and most of the stuff is not because you exerted too much force and, you know, just kind of blew a tire running type thing. It's it's mm-hmm. a lot of just preventable stuff, whether you just rolled an ankle or overuse injuries or too much volume, too much intensity, et cetera. So I'm like, or the you know, lower back issues and most of the runners i work with are you know weekend warriors so they have full-time jobs other the outside of uh you know fitness uh, yeah and so the buying is like let's fill the holes of, of running right like if it's just one day a week if you're just going to meet with me uh in the gym one day a week and you want to run the rest of the time fine we'll, we'll build up from there at least give me that if not two days a week i always like to say let's give me two days a week because that's kind of an easy way to program two full body workouts mm-hmm. you can let's try to get three um the, the nice thing with with instagram and social media fitness is more runners are, are kind of grasping the concept that need to do something it's just trying to taking them from that boot camp kind of doing like mount climbers and things like that and then put them in positions of you know under a load and yeah. uh i just try to give them the example of or just the you know, the practice what you preach, right? So like, like I said, I'm never going to win a marathon or anything like that. But, you know, I, I kind of put a little bit more effort into my lifting to show that it's not going to affect the running so much, right? And, and so they kind of see that like, oh, you know, uh, you know, kind of feel my back or my hamstrings or glutes. You know, let's try to strengthen these things. Uh, you know, I've got knee issues. Or ankle mobility ankle is a huge thing with runners as well. And it goes, kind of goes back to the footwear uh, issue. You know, we can prove that through the squat. Um, and different movements as well. Um, yeah. And then also try to get runners uh, out of the, you know, frontal plane of motion, just running in a straight line. Yeah. Um, you know, if that's their whole life, let's, let's get some lateral movements in there. Um, uh, and, you know, I, I've thrown aspects of uh, sprinting as well uh, for my distance runners. Um, if you ever watch a, a marathon race or participate in a 5k race or anything like that, you know, the last, you know, quarter mile, everybody's sprinting because you just get this huge adrenaline rush. Uh, yeah. That's where most injuries occur you know, cause they're not sprinters. Right. And, and they're trying to uh, shorten up the mechanics of long distance running to sprinting. Uh, and if you're not used to that and you're not doing it properly, that's where you know, it doesn't go well. Doesn't <laughs> it doesn't, doesn't go, go, go well. well
0: right? I, I, I have a joke where it, I always seem to get talked into running a 5k every year. Yeah. I don't, I don't like, I'm not a runner anymore. Um, it was, it was, I like, I near, I completely destroyed like my left knee when I was a kid. Um, yeah. and ru- is still the only thing that like, after, like I worked with like Matt Zanis for like six months, six or eight months or something. And like, yeah. this is the first time in my life I'm without pain. Right. We're just walking that's around, awesome. which is great. Right. Yeah. You can squat, lift, do everything. Um, I can sprint pain-free, but like every time I try to like, go like run like a mile or something, like there's just this little tickle yeah. that starts back up. And then the next yeah. day it's an ache and I'm like, all right, so this is still a thing that maybe we shouldn't push too hard. Um, but also I kind of miss it. Cause that's how I lost weight initially. Right, yeah. I, have a, I have a really yeah. big soft spot for running, especially for running distance, because like I oh, remember sure. being like a super overweight kid that was just like, "This is what I know. I, I, I'm gonna go do this. I guess, right?" Like, hundred
1: percent. But I, read- like, I mean, I uh, right now I'm actually working with Scott Nick, uh, one of our athletic coaches. For people who don't know who he is, uh, on nutrition, and uh, so I went from you know running decently but not in a dedicated running program to, okay, I'm gonna. Let's get back on a dedicated running program, and I was my goal was to run a uh, three-hour marathon uh, over 200 pounds, which has been done plenty of times before. I wasn't I'm not going to break any world records, but for but myself, that's still, that's still good. That's that's, that's fucking huge. That's uh, a yeah, yeah. You know, under seven-minute mile each time. So that was yeah. my goal. Um, I, I'd run like three or four marathons, uh, like 3:45 was my best around there. But I'm just like, let's just push it and just, just dedicate this. Uh, but long story short, my point of this was. Uh, working with him nutrition wise I got a a shit ton more carbs to work with in my -hmm. my nutrition and diet and that's like a a beautiful thing it's just uh yeah (laughs) yeah Demonize carbs but you know when you're actually using them for for performance and you get to eat plenty of them uh it's a great thing and so uh like yourself uh, running has a soft spot with me because it means I get to eat a little bit more and it's uh and I know that
0: for me especially like and like and uh I know like because I have a lot of, like, I have a lot of, like, really, like, you learn a lot about, like, I think, like, physical activity teaches you a lot about yourself, right, and I remember, like, being as heavy as I was, like, and just, like, running all the time, like, there was a lot of time, it was just me and my headphones, and just, like, some random spot, some random spot in my hometown, and I'm just, like, there's no one around, and, like, this is just, I'm just choosing to do this, right, like, you learn, I, I, like, I get, like, it's cool, like, having some nostalgia about, like, you learn a lot about yourself just, like, moving your own body through space, right, like, and that's why I, I like, man, I, I appreciate, like, I appreciate people that are dedicated to that craft, and I appreciate people that do it regularly, because I'm, like, that is, that is, like, I think, I think that's a really strong expression of what, like, the body's capable of, like, you take yourself from, you take yourself from A to Z, right, you didn't get a car, you didn't get on a bike, like, like and like, not to knock biking or something, but like, yeah. like, like it's fine. But like, but like, there's something about like seeing a distance runner like practicing that I'm just like, you, it's just like this really innate. It's like watching someone pull a really heavy deadlift.
1: Yeah, 100. You know, I mean, running, especially marathon running, uh, you can talk about time and tension in uh, lifting. I mean, that's that's time and attention for x yeah. amount of hours, whatever it is. Uh, and I was the same way. That's how I got into it. Like I said, the weight loss thing. Uh, my first marathon, I <clears throat> decided to do it a month before. I just completed a, uh, there's a, a charity bike ride, cycling ride, uh, where I am, I'm in Connecticut. Um, you start in Springfield, Massachusetts, and you ride to the very typical Cape Cobb, Pete Town. Uh, it's like 210 miles. You raise money for cancer research. It's right. not a race by any means. You stop a bunch of times along the way. But that was my first big endurance event. And then after that, I'm like, and marathon has always been on my bucket list. So after that, I'm like, I'm doing marathon. So I did that with just one month of training, and it sucked. But like you said, it, it taught me a lot, it taught me that you do have to practice um mainly because you're out there you know if you're doing a marathon a couple hours on end uh practicing uh at least an hour at a time every single time uh, yeah. and you get to running around your town your neighborhood your city wherever you are uh and you can't just like stop immediately you know it's not like a video game you can just quit and go back to start or go back yeah. to the home like you you have to. you first got yourself to that point, and now you have to figure out how to get back to home wherever home yeah. is to you yeah uh, you know, I, I'm a tough love type guy. So I'm always sitting in my head like, you know, let's go, guy. Come on, keep going. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Uh, and it, like you said, you find yourself and you find the breaking points and you kind of push through it. And there is something to say about the, runner, uh, the runner's high. Uh, you know, you kind of hit this point where you don't think you can do it and then you just kind of magically find it in you, uh, whether it's science or whether it's just a mindset. And, and, you know, when you're done, it feels good. You know, it feels yeah. good to – say i ran 10 miles plus miles and, and some of these guys these adventure races are, are getting huge now like i said we're doing two forms doing this thing the 100 mile race but we've had guys run on a true form or run outside for 24 hours straight so actually a couple months ago it was 72 hours straight um that's an insane that's an insane that's,
0: task that's an that's insane task insane.
2: to me that's
1: wild that's insane. and then you see there's a bunch of different adventure shows of people doing things like that but there is this just uh you know primal feeling of, of accomplishing what you didn't think you could do uh especially when there's uh not much of an opportunity for you to turn back from that
0: yeah right like it's like it's like well i'm here i'm in there yeah. <laughs> i remember because i i remember i ended up signing up for that 50k that i'd been running yeah. with right, some yeah. people with i signed up for it and i was doing it and i remember there was a point cuz like i had i will, i i never hide it like i did not train properly for that like no, for sure. a lot of that was just like it was just it was it was one of those times that I did something as a coach I don't condone I was like this is a terrible idea I was like but but I've I've never done it I kind of just want to see if I can do it right like it was just like let's see um but I remember there was a point like I was alone in like the woods for probably two hours when I didn't see someone else and I was like I was like my feet hurt my toes hurt in a way they never have before I was like I'm out of salt pills but I'm like you can either sit here for hours and like the course like tail that like makes sure everybody's off of it right yeah um, you can wait for that person to come by or you can just keep walking right like it's just yeah. one of those things like you can just keep going yeah.
1: um, I mean that's why I brought that up before is like running if you put one foot in front of the other whether you're walking at a you know, 15 minute mile pace or running whatever or, or sprinting all out like you're going forward right
2: yeah and yeah. so
1: that's kind of uh you know also the encouraging part is and also discouraging from a, a coach's point of view the mm. all you have to do is put one foot forward uh, yeah. so you can kind of see some injuries but if you get stuck just put one foot forward you yeah. find, you'll figure it out your body figures it out
0: so some of those I, I was uh because i know i know you coach uh i, I know you coach i was gonna ask yeah. do you do you find when you when you try to I, i've seen coaches have this problem before like when people try to like get buy-in for money they try to sell running to people Like. People tend really – people seem really apprehensive to coaching about it. Does that make sense? Like, when I wanted to, like – when I wanted to, like, teach people sprint mechanics, they, like – there's a lot of pushback. There's been a lot of pushback sometimes because they're, like, it's just running fast. And I'm, like, but it's not. But it's not. And, like, this is also, like, brings in all the skill and everything. But, like, how do you – how do you, like, what is – what is something that, like, you hear a common, like, a common misconception about running and, like, why you don't need coaching for it?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's just – it's the, you know, it's a problem throughout the whole fitness industry, no matter if you're a running coach or not, is the low barrier of entry, right? Like you can yeah. have a fitness, like there's at least off the top of my head, uh, you know, there's very few uh, professions out there where you can just be an enthusiast and have someone come for you, come to you as an enthusiast for advice, right? And, and yeah. get away with it. Uh, you know, there's very few professions out there and then even lower than that uh, is probably a running coach, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, because like you said people are like just just run or like oh i can change running mechanics i you know i think most people understand right now that you should not be overshredding, you should not be heel striking yep. uh, and so as long as you got someone saying that in your ear like that's a running coach and, yeah. and so that's a little bit annoying as well uh, as well as you know group fitness has it evol- as it evolved from you know just boot camp no barbells to so now barbells and metcons and now those running and metcons and people thinking, oh, I just did a hundred meter sprint. Well, you just kind of ran probably about 70% effort. That's yeah. definitely not a sprint. You know, you did that in a minute, and Usain Bolt does that in nine seconds. And, yeah. you know, you're, you're not sprinting. Or even the opposite end of that, or I did, you know, the equivalent of two miles in my Metcon. Well, you're definitely not an endurance athlete, you know, because yeah. you half assed it. Um, but, you know, so there's all these little things here. Uh, and like like I said, as long as you're saying, uh, you know, don't overstride and kind of stand tall. on Some of these very basic cues you can kind of be looked at as a running coach. Mm-hmm. Um, and I and I don't want to make running uh, or run coaching seem exclusive. Um, you know, because most of my job is really just kind of making sure those little things happen, like I said, don't yeah. side, stand tall. But uh, it, it's just combining, uh, you know, your goals or whatever it is, long distance, sprinting, or just kind of general fitness, and mixing that within your health goals, your personal goals, your lifting goals, and finding the balance between the two and then working with that all together. Um, yeah. And like I said, distance runners don't want to lift, but it's, it's getting them to lift to better them in the distance and, and uh, field sport athletes and, or just kind of general fitness, population fitness. They want to lift too much, but they also want to run a marathon at the same time. Well, you, you can't do that. It's not going to work out well. Yeah. Uh, so just kind of like combining and, and, and separating and creating clear goals and, and Fill the holes uh, missing in your training and in your practice, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, to to have success and, and what are you trying to do?
0: No, no, it's interesting. You said uh, it's interesting. You said like you just can't do it. You can't do it all. Like yeah. people, people have a really hard time. Like that's a big thing that I that I find having to like um, like sit down and explain to adults. Mm-hmm. Which is really, like not in like a patronizing yeah. way, but like it's like after a workout, like I'm just like, we have to like sit on a set of boxes or like I have to like yeah. go through them, go through the cool down with them and just like explain to them why you can't do everything, right? Yeah. I, uh, I had a friend and I, I love her to death, but like she asked me recently, she said, Hey, I because she, she's really into CrossFit, she's also really into mm-hmm. distance running, she loves running marathons. Yeah. And she was like, She was like, How do I? She was like, No one will give me an answer. She's like, Everyone says I can't. And she's like, she's like, I know you'll be honest. And I was like, yeah, that's, I'm known for that part. Um, And she was like, how do I continue to go to six days of CrossFit and also get my three long runs in for my marathon training every week? And I said, you can't. I said, I was like, if you want to, if you want to do well at your marathon, you can't. I was like, and if you want to like reduce your chance of getting really injured, you can't. And she's like, she's like, but I really want to. And I was like, your workout doesn't care what you want. It only cares what it is. Right. Like it doesn't, exactly. I, I was like, and I was like, also, if you want to run a marathon, why not just focus on your marathon? Yeah. That's it. That's a huge task. That's like,
2: yeah.
0: I, I always, I, it's, I always, I put on Instagram a lot and it's just the simplest way. It's just like that I've ever thought about it. It's like, if you're going to run a marathon. Don't start doing five, three, one, right. Yeah. Don't start doing a powerlifting program. And if you're going to do a powerlifting meet, don't start, like, don't start a program that you find in the back of born to run or something yeah, like that right exactly. like those they they don't it's like if you're gonna do one then just give it everything you've got and then we'll focus on this later right
1: yeah um, no i think uh i mean it goes kind of goes back to like uh uh kind of lost my train of thought here for a second are you but, good uh yeah i don't know what i was gonna say uh, just uh you know just the sport of fitness or just uh fitness in general like you know crossfit has, has done a, a great thing in terms of uh popularizing strength training in the group fitness model uh yeah. and the one way it does that is combining strength with conditioning and, and uh you know from my perspective as a, as a coach you know crossfit or that group uh strength are uh, we doing a strength training and that kind of after is essentially just a triathlon right and, and so yeah. it goes back to you having the engine to do six class crossfit classes a week or five or even you know as much as three and then also getting long runs uh, you know, if you're distance running, especially in a marathon, you probably run 50, 60, 70 miles a week. Uh, you may have the engine to do it, but you don't have the ability to do it. So it just all yeah. you know, goes back to the goal. And all, what I was going to say is uh, the combination of, you know, people run for sport, people run for weight loss, people run for, uh, you know, those are mainly just the two. But same thing, people lift for sport, like there are competitive yep. Olympic weightlifters. And, you know, the guys and girls who go to the Olympics, they're not trying to look good at the beach, right? The task yeah. is: I need to lift the most weight to win a gold medal, yeah. um, and I don't care how it gets there. You know, you look at the paradigm of or the, the graph of of exercise. You have health at one end, which is probably swinging the kettlebell for a couple of times and maybe doing rahmaad. Another uh, <laughs> yeah. end is yeah, the other end is, is performance. Like right? I have a goal: I want to be a, a Olympic level weightlifter or sprinter or whatever. And they may look like Greek god and goddesses, but their bodies are, are absolutely far from that. They're broken inside. Uh, and then you have fitness right in the middle. And people try to go to each end and try to find what they want. And you just can't do everything. Uh, yeah. And I think people, some people with marathons, they're afraid, like, okay, I'm lifting. I'm doing so great. You know, my back squat is this. I'm going to lose it if I do a marathon. hundred percent, you're going to lose it. And yeah. that's okay. But fitness and exercise that's a a lifelong journey right yeah and and we get so caught up in weight loss i mean weight loss for x amount of time and we do strength for x amount of time it's like all this it's the the answer is equal to the sum of its parts right so yeah Yeah. especially nowadays you know people are starting to lift earlier lifting in high school lifting at you know age 20 years old i only got into like serious lifting like early 20s 21 22 because i you know unfortunately have uh you know many people chirping in my ear like you know i had a lot of old school people all oh, don't lift just you know play sports forever
2: yeah but people just, are getting to lifting yeah.
1: earlier and so if you're lifting that 15 16 17 years old all the way to you know at least 50 if not longer now i mean that's decades worth of training under your belt yep. and just taking three months to train for a marathon that is absolutely nothing in the grand scheme of your life yeah you
2: know? it's, a,
0: it's a drop of water in the ocean <laughs> it's, it's like it's, it's nothing
1: Exactly.
0: And I feel, and I, and I, and you know, I totally, I I get why people feel that way. And I think, I think most people can, right? Like that fear of missing out thing, like, and I'm a, I'm a pretty, my, uh, as my girlfriend puts it, she says, you have a, you have an amount of willpower that's annoying. Right. And I'm like, I'm like, I just, well, it's like, and it's like, and it's like, I don't know if it's necessarily willpower for me, it's just this idea of, I just know what I want Right. And I know what I care about. Right. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't care. Like, I don't, I care about my deadlift and like my, like my overhead press and stuff like that. Right. Like, I don't care if I ever PR my 5K again. Yeah. Right. But I know that I want to be like, I know that like sprinting and the benefits of sprinting and a strong aerobic base and how efficient running is for building that. Like, so it's a tool to utilize, but I don't have to be great at it. Right. And I feel like so many people in the fitness space now, like, they just won't decide what they want. Which, exactly. which, which blows my mind. I'm like, I don't have enough energy yeah. or time in the day to even entertain that I could be good at everything. Like,
2: uh, Why
1: do we yeah, think I mean, we're doing this? There's 100% uh, you know, unicorns out there who can kind of just do things and go for it. Uh, and pe- but, and yeah, people are afraid of... Good. You know, I was going to say, what I'm afraid of now uh, in terms of the functional fitness CrossFit spaces, uh, I can't think of the guy's name, but he just did the 500-pound back squat in the five minute mile, whatever. Four Adam, minute mile. Adam, Adam Klink. Yeah. So, I mean, that's an amazing accomplishment, but yep. don't look at that. Like, okay, I'm going to do CrossFit six days a week and I'm going to run, you know, test my mile. Like he specified to a T yes. just like that one client who said, you know, she wants to do a marathon. Well, you got to specify to a T to the marathon. And, and that guy, you know, spent years and years and years working on the goal of building up his back squat and probably just recently started working on the goal of, the mile time right and so it, if you already have the 500 pound squat in the tank like it's easier to start working on another goal you know you got to yeah. periodize your training
0: and i think like something that because like that that like blew up when he did that that day the day yeah. he did that and posted it blew up um yeah. and, and it was like and it was one of those things where it was like guys like because I've, I've followed adam for years and initially i followed him because he was like a really strong crossfitter
2: uh, yeah
0: it was like him him and sam dancer got my attention really fast a couple years ago i was like man these guys are really strong um, yep. but like, but people didn't realize that like Adam, I, I, and I might be wrong, but like Adam said a couple years ago, like maybe even three years ago that that was a goal he wanted.
1: Right. Yeah, he he's actually, been, uh, he's, been enough, he's been working uh, on that for,
0: like, for a long time.
1: Yeah. No, he bought a two form, uh, working on that goal. And, uh, he was going to do something else uh, on mm-hmm. the two form with that. But yeah, like I said, I mean, if, if you had that 500 pound squat in the tank or maybe you have the, the sub five mile you know, if you're on yeah. the opposite end of the spectrum, like you can work towards the opposite goal and just kind of maintain, right? It's it's one misconception out there whether it's you know running or lifting. It's it's a lot easier to maintain than it is to build to get to that point. Yeah, And, and there are certainly trade offs if you're combining the running and lifting. But you know, if your back squat's 700 pounds and you start running, you know, probably down to 500 or something. It's it's gonna be fine. Like it's yeah, and yeah.
0: people and people miss that, like you know, people. People miss that, like I don't like, because I think everybody kind of wants to be a generalist, but like being a generalist has now been turned into a specialization. For some, it's like it's like it's it's and it's like well, you're missing the point on that one. But it's all it's like it's like if you build if you have a like you just basically just said like if you have a strong foundation somewhere, you can focus on another goal, and that foundation will still be there. It might it might take it might take some hits. Right. But you'll get, if you have a, it's like you said, like if you have a 700 pound back squat and then you train for a marathon and it goes down to 500 pounds or something like that. Right. It'll go back to seven real quick. Once you start training, like once you start training like heavy again, right. Same thing. If you take some time away from like running and you focus on a powerlifting meet, your running will come back real quick. My buddy, uh, my buddy Sean was the one that had talked to me about. Like he doesn't, he's not going to run more than like half the total distance of a race before he, uh, before he runs the race. is like i helped him get strong and people in the gym because he was tired of me he was like he's like man he's like i he's like i know i can run he's like i know i can run like sub like like five and a half minute miles he's like i've been doing it for years he's like i know i can do that he's like i'm tired of being weak i was like cool let's get strong and he just started eating more and focusing on lifting all the time and it was amazing how many people were like but what if you get slower and he's like He's like, it'll come back, and I know how to do it. Exactly. Like he was so chill about it, and then he was the strongest he'd ever been, and he came back, and he damn near pr his mile from what he, the best mile he ever ran in college. Yeah. And he's like, he's and, he's and he's twenty years older, and I was like, dude, yeah. like it's like it just it comes back, it comes back so fast, and people is, and people it, forget there's
1: a lot of genetics and lifestyle factors that play into it too. Like, Absolutely. You know, you kind of see it a lot, uh, mainly with females. Oh, I don't want to get bulky or, or this and that. The same thing with runners. I don't want to get bulky, and that's a very reasonable uh, fear because if you get bigger with more force, you slow down yes. 100%. But even if you did, like your friend did, take time off, like it, it comes back because your body wants to stay where it was before, what it's built genetically to do, and what you've been doing your whole life. Yeah. Um. So you know, like I said, taking that three months off, or even just doing, you know, a, you know, six-week sprinting program, or maybe even if you just did two week, uh, two days a week, uh, you can probably safely combine that into what you're doing now uh, with your training. Uh, but just dedicating if you're going to do something whatever it is dedicate your time to that goal periodize your training like said and you said even like taking the three months or even six weeks or four weeks at a time it's not going to mean anything in the grand scheme of things you're just learning a skill set adding to your you know toolbox as an athlete as an individual uh, if that's your goal
0: yeah man and i know i like i um i just had one of my online clients she like we've only run intensity and volume sprints like we've been going through waves of those every week And she just, and she just PR her mile time by 90 seconds. Right. And people are like, I, I, it's, it's really interesting that like you, I feel like people know now that if you lift heavy, you'll get stronger. And that to get stronger at certain point, you have to lift heavy. I feel like people still don't realize, I feel like at least people still don't realize that sometimes you don't need to go as like, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it feels like you don't need to go as far. You need to go faster.
1: I mean, it's, a, it, right. it's elasticity. That's, that's yep. probably the missing link. I think most people know, you know stride frequency and even stride length in terms of like, switching your feet on the ground and how far you're stepping. Like, they know that is a factor into running, uh, mm-hmm. especially if you are a pose follower. Uh, but elasticity is, and elastic strength is, is probably what's missing for most people's either distance running or sprinting program if you're trying to go from lifting to running, uh, et cetera. Just your ability to absorb and store and, and transfer that energy into the next step. Uh, and that's why you, you definitely see uh, runners go from who are distance runners or maybe be that weekend warrior, 5K, turkey trot every year uh, type person. They, you throw in some quality sprinting in there, and oh shit, without even following a dedicated 5K program, my marathon time went up, right? And part yep. of the other part of that is like, you know, sprint uh, form and long distance form is, uh, you know, if you're a runner, you're probably gonna kill me for saying this, but it, they're virtually the same. It's just, yeah. You're shortening up the mechanics, right? If you're facing a, you know, I'm a baseball guy, so 70 mile per hour fastball or 90 mile per hour fastball, you just got to be quicker on the swing. All mechanics are the exact same. You got to be quicker uh, yeah. to hit that 90 miles per hour. Same thing. If you want to be quicker, uh, you got to be quicker sprinting. Uh, ground contact t- times are shorter. Uh, elasticity is so much more uh, distance runner. It's just more time under tension. Yeah, you can decrease that that uh, speed there, but. Uh, you know, if you're just kind of working on, you know, lifting is going to get you great at lifting, but like I said, the skill of running, you got to work on this march, skips, jumps, transferring the energy. Um, and that's going to carry over so much to your lifting and it's going to carry over so much if you're uh, doing just a little bit of sprinting to your distance running.
0: Yeah. So the next question is how did you get hooked up with power athlete?
1: Yeah. Um, honestly. So I got, like I said, I uh, may, may have mentioned this. I went to school for business mm-hmm. uh, after I, of uh, finish my sports, I'm like, all right, I'm gonna go for sports management, I'm gonna work for the Red Sox, I'm in Northeast, I'm a Red Sox guy. Now, I gonna be my, my thing, now, that's how I'm gonna stay connected with sports. And then, uh, in college, I started coaching high school football at my high school that I went to, uh, just as a volunteer. Um, and it's really funny to be now saying this because I know more about strength and conditioning, but when you're a volunteer football coach, you're given, uh, especially your first year. You're given jobs that are at least viewed not to have any negative effect on the football field. Yeah. Um, so I was the wide receivers coach. You know, we threw probably three passes all year. So I just taught you know running routes, and you know no one got hurt and no one uh, affected any of the plays. And then they also put me in the weight room. And so I was coaching the weight room, and uh, at least uh, had Google to my disposal. So I found some you know old school Muscle Magazine bodybuilding workouts. Uh, But I essentially just (laughs) yeah, that was the best. I mean, the the dudes I was training with, they loved. uh, We'd hit. I knew enough where we got to hit squat and some bench and some deadlift, but most of it was curls and accessory work, which is hilarious. But I literally just googled uh, football workouts or something along the lines of that. Football strength training, or I may even googled football and CrossFit, but got from there found uh, CrossFit football. Yeah. Because I I've done CrossFit here and there. My cousin owns a CrossFit gym, but I was never like a CrossFit athlete. Uh, so i never actually done any of the CrossFit football. I may have done actually one or two of the CrossFit football workouts. But what I would do is take some of those workouts minus some of the CrossFit stuff with, like, really intense uh, variations of those workouts uh, just because mm-hmm. the head coach would check what I'm giving the athletes. Yeah. Um, and then from there, just kind of kept learning for the last uh, eight, nine years.
0: Yeah. And you, uh, you, so, have, your blo- you have a block, right? Are you a block yeah, I do. for that? Yep. Okay. Yeah, so I got mine. So. I thought so
1: uh yeah a year and a half ago whatever uh cool. yeah one of the other guys the actual sales guy that i work with connor uh he signed up for the black one and he's like oh you got to do it got to do it and then like, oh, no, no, i finally did it and uh yeah so i got my last year and it was, it was great it was awesome
0: that's awesome man how to uh, i yeah. think you covered it you might have mentioned it a little bit when you were giving your 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 little intro at the beginning but how'd you get a, how'd you end up getting hooked up with true form i know you said it's a four-person company so it's small Yeah, honestly it was, it was a just a
1: an ad in the newspaper. uh, for really? Indeed.com, like 100%. So the way when I entered Trueform, we have a headquarters in Chester, Connecticut, which is a small town that definitely no one's ever heard of in Connecticut um, by the shoreline, and they had a gym, uh, and they had a dude there before me who was a friend of the company. He ran his own little strength gym out of there, um, did their thing, and they also shot video content. Um, I left my previous gym. Have an experience of video content, video on demand training, um, as well as strength training, run training. And they want to kind of move into that space. Um, and that guy that they're friends with left at the same time. So the ad that I applied for was just to be a trainer for the gym slash make videos on yeah. content of running. Um, and then that just kind of blew up into, okay, now we're going to be a running coach and like a dedicated running coach. And I've been very fortunate just because of their phone book of, uh, people, um, as well as my own exploration into it, I've been able to learn from a lot of amazing people along the way and just kind of build my toolbox, coaching toolbox, two box of, uh, run training, um, you know, distance sprinting and everything in between.
2: Yeah,
0: man. Um, I remember being, re- I remember when I found CrossFit football, I was, I had never seen, I, I had never seen sprinting program like specifically oh, yeah. the, way they, the way they had it. And I was like, it's yeah. pretty cool. I like this. Yeah. Yeah. I, I said, I love- yeah
1: I, like I said, I did uh one year track and I, so I got cut from the baseball team junior year and I'm like, I got to do something because I'm going to just gonna be bored. Uh, yeah. I joined the track team and like I said, I was a bigger dude. So I'd be throwing, uh, but every race would do what's called a fat by four. So it's a four by four, but all the throwers would do it. Oh, okay. that was my first entrance <laughs> at the sprinting and you know, it wasn't, it was far from sprinting. It was just fast running, but it was yeah. just funny. And then I, uh, you know, as I uh, I did the distance running, like you said, because the mindset thing, you can lose weight and that's how most people enter it. But last few years man sprinting is uh i wish i did sprinting in high school i wish i did track because it's just a fun thing and there's there's so much brain activity going on too as well and uh kind of really it just it feels good you're, uh, i don't know i mean there's probably some research out there i think there is research out there that you know brain waves are increased you kind of feel more alert during the day especially if you're starting your day off of sprinting it's yeah yeah i think i i agree with that man
0: um so, yeah, that's – we kind of just, like, covered covered the gambit of what, like, I wanted to go over. What I, do you have anything specifically that you want to, like, talk about, ask no. about, plug, anything that you like to let people know or
1: uh, that yeah, you like I said, I people mean, would, would do? <laughs> uh, 100%. Uh, I, I talk in circles a lot uh, just because i got a so lot going on head. But uh, if you take away anything from this, it's one treat you're running as a practice, right? If you're going to do a marathon, train for a marathon. Do a 5K, you'd probably get away with a 5K and doing, you know, more than three or four CrossFit or whatever strength training workouts you're doing, but dedicate your time to a running training program. Uh, if you're a distance runner, get underneath the barbell, find a coach, uh, you know, just getting the proper, you know, load yourself into in, in positions that you can see in your field of play and your feel the play as you're running. Uh, so, so load yourself in those positions. If you're new to running or even to the experienced runner, get some proper footwear. Uh, you know, I, I'm a weird barefoot dude, but not weird enough where I'm saying everybody's got to drink the Kool-Aid. Just find a yeah. shoe that fits your foot. Most of the time, that means a wide toe box. So it's something you can spread your toes out. Um, that's most of the time not built by Nike. Uh, nothing against my own Nike shoes, but wide toe box, uh, five millimeters or less for the heel drop. So heel to the toe. Uh, you look online, it'll say heel drop. Most shoes out there are like 10, 12. Know, work your way down to at least a five, if not there, uh, not barefoot, but uh, zero drop. There are zero drop shoes with cushions. You don't think you have to go again five fingers. No one wears those shoes anymore. But just yeah. find the proper fit. Go to a running store, not Dick's Sporting Goods. Uh, you know, if you can go to a running store, hop on a treadmill, get a good assessment, just like you would with a, a strength coach. You know, you get assessment before you do a squat. Get assessment before you do long efforts of running. Um, and then, like I said, it's a practice. It's going to take years and years. Uh, if you're not going to dedicate your time completely to the craft, it's going to take years and years, but if you dedicate your time. It's still going to take months. Yeah. So just enjoy it along the way. Uh, but, you know, I'm always here to help. Uh, Pyroathlete's a great resource for sprinting. Uh,
2: mm-hmm.
1: You know, most of my stuff comes from them. but as well as I've you know, been fortunate enough to learn from guys like Hinshaw, uh, if you're familiar in that area in the crossfit field, but uh, other uh, field math tournament who kind of actually – Coached at the same time as uh, Hinshaw in terms of distance running. I um, actually coached against Hinshaw when Hinshaw was running the uh, Ironman, Hawaii Ironman. Really? Uh, which is funny, yeah. So Mark Mark Allen is like a a god in the triathlon field. He's your six time Hawaii Ironman champion. That Phil Maffetone, uh, who's not very popular in any other field except the distance triathlon fields. Uh, but, uh, fortunate enough to learn from him, and Mark Allen and Hinshaw was. Mark Allen's probably one of number one uh, competitor at that time, so it's just yeah. funny seeing those worlds connect. When I went from strength training on my own to distance running and seeing all the same faces, it's just funny how yeah, small awesome world that is. But
0: and it's it's cool. interesting. It's interesting how, how the deeper you get into this stuff, the more you realize it all kind of interconnects at a certain
1: it point. All connects exactly. You, you know I, you you know
0: somebody that knows someone, and you will inevitably meet that second person.
1: Exactly. And right, and like, same thing with uh, you know, lifting and running. It's all just strength, conditioning. We're all reading the same textbooks. Sure, there's nuances here in sports here, but it's all the same stuff. right? Yeah. Dedicate to that craft. If you're really do a CrossFit, there's principles of CrossFit. The powerlifter's principles, power The Distance runner is uh, you know, different things you've got to do as a distance runner, but it's all the same stuff. Yeah. Just, uh, take the time to practice and uh, don't overdo it. Just because you have the engine to run doesn't mean you should be running that far every single time. Start so yeah. slow. You can always do more later.
0: Yeah, man. Well, go ahead. Plug yourself. Shameless plugs. We love it. Yeah, shameless
1: plug. Trueformrunner.com. Yeah, Trueform Runner is probably the best uh, non-motorized channel and that's not just because they sign my paychecks. Uh, one thing we didn't talk about that is difference between true form and everything else, just really quickly, is the shallowest curve. Right? We we emphasize form. That's why we're well, Trueform. Uh, Over anything, so that's why it might be harder, feel harder than anything else. But if you're looking for a lot of running uh, programs, advice, tips, tricks, everything in between, as well as myself, trueformrunner.com, same thing on Instagram or Zach underscore Nagel Instagram, Uh, pretty active there. Uh, But anything you need in terms of running or sprinting, you know, hopefully I can be your guy. If not, you know, thankfully, the Power Athlete Network, I have someone uh, on Speed Dial, that can contact you to find the right person
0: nice man do you have it and correct remember i think you did you have a do you have a modeling page on instagram
1: i do yeah so that is
0: you're the only person i know that does that but i went on there was like these are fucking sick like these are yeah, awesome it's, it's like, so these are funny. so good these are so good
1: yeah man so i, I got laid off so in that i got laid off from uh, a job previous before i got heavy into uh sport um uh, training personal training yeah and i'm just like fuck it i need to make some money somehow and you know, this is kind of some douchey, but people are like, Oh, you should be a model. I'm like, oh fuck it. So I did it and there was an agency near me. I walked in and like, sure, why not? Yeah. Uh and fortunate enough to uh you know work for some pretty cool companies and uh get my picture taken and
0: get my awesome. it. So it's
1: yeah, I, it's cool. I,
0: I thought that, I thought that was yours and then I went and looked before this I was like, he's really fucking good. he's like, yeah. <laughs> like, really cool. No man. Yeah. Well, dude, Zach, I appreciate having you on, man. That it's was amazing. awesome.
1: It was awesome. good. It was awesome.
0: I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure we'll do this again sometime. I'm gonna go in circles <laughs> for. Yeah, yeah. I'm. I'm gonna take. Away, I'm gonna listen to this and take away a lot of questions that I'm sure I missed. So I'm sure we'll have to do yeah.
1: that. Yeah, I'm always around, man. I always love uh, deep diving and stuff, especially when it comes to running and, and sprinting and all that.
0: Cool, man. Appreciate having you on.
1: All right, talk soon, bro.